So, so this morning it's our pleasure to have Jordan Martin here with us and Jessica, his wife, and all of their boys. And uh, they have five boys. That's pretty awesome. Five boys. So they're going to be heading to northern Quebec. Uh, he can't really tell you where they're heading yet because we're not uh, quite sure that it's an approval thing. So that's still uh, in the works. Um, the great thing about Jordan, Jordan's been serving alongside of us in uh, youth ministry since October, November, something like that. Uh, and he's been doing really great there. He comes on Wednesday nights. Uh, and I actually, I, I'm sure the boys listen to him better than they listen to me which doesn't say a lot, but they do listen to him fairly well. So one thing I really appreciate about Jordan, though, he has outstanding biblical insight. I really appreciate that. And it just comes from as he's sharing God's word. It's not like it's he's got to work at it. It's just there. And I really appreciate that. So um, come and uh, share with us this morning what uh, God's laid on your heart. Oh, and if you'd like to know a little more about him, there's newsletters at the back. Just right around the corner, there's a TV, and there's a table underneath of it. Newsletters are back there for you. So. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. It's on. I was told that shock me if I get a little out of control or do something I'm not supposed to. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we are the Martins. And lovely picture. We have, I took about 25 shots to get this one good shot. <laughs> a lot of because you guys with kids, a lot of kids know, oh man, it's not always that way, right? But no, I really appreciate being able to share our testimony. My wife's pointing. It's jumping. I get that. Oh man. Do you want me to turn this off? Now I, I don't know. We're good? All right, better. Now I lost my track. But no, honestly, we've really appreciated just being able to plug in here. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to go too much into my whole story yet, but church is just so valuable to us. Like, we didn't come from a Christian family, and really church has become our family, and we've really enjoyed plugging in here and even seeing Liam sitting up front here with his friends, and, and uh, just being, for us to be able to plug in means a lot, and we appreciate it. And we just appreciate just being able to kind of share our story. We've been here, but um, yeah, there's a lot of people, so it's kind of hard for us to plug in and for you guys to really get to know us, so I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so here's our family. So we're originally from Massachusetts. That's our home state. And most of you guys know that. But uh, Jordan and Jessica Martin, and we have Mason is our oldest, and then Nolan, Liam, and Everett, and now Asher. The last time I spoke, I forgot to mention Asher's name. I'm still getting used to that fifth kid. <laughs> uh, as you guys know, you guys know so a lot about Ethnos Canada, and we appreciate that. You guys have been supporting and been behind Ethnos Canada for many years. So I won't go into too much of that, but originally when we got involved in, in ministry and getting started with Ethnos, it originally only worked in uh, Africa, Latin America, Asia Pacific, and now Northern Canada. And we work with Dave and Deb Rogers. And in Northern Canada, our desire now is to do firm, clear Bible teaching in Northern Canada. It's not that Canada has not ta been taught God's word, but just laying a solid foundation. That is my desire. And so I'm just going to... I really want to share our testimony. How, how did I get to this point to where I am today? Right? I never would have thought ever that I'd be standing up here and sharing in front of a church. What's so amazing, and Dave will vouch for this, is uh, as soon as you decide to become a missionary, all of a sudden you're perfectly comfortable with speaking, right? Or Rob, as a youth pastor or pastor, right? No. <laughs> no, that's just coffee. 
just kidding. <laughs> but uh, so this is a picture of me and Jessica. This is, I don't know, eight years ago. But I just kind of want to share our testimony a little bit. Uh, my wife and I, we did not grow up in Christian homes by any means. We actually both grew up in very dysfunctional families. Uh, my parents have been married and divorced multiple different times. I've got a whole slew of brothers and sisters from uh, different fathers, different mothers. If I tried to draw a chart, it would be very complicated. I remember being a kid in my library trying to ask, so how does this work? Oh, it is very complicated and messy. But <laughs> And then same with Jessica. She grew up from a, in a very dysfunctional family as well. And uh, I don't want to get too, too much details, but as our lives progressed in our early teens, uh, both my wife and I, we weren't dating, we weren't married at the time, but um, really started to get heavy into drugs and alcohol. And when you get involved in those types of things, a whole bunch of things happen, happen and life gets uh, very messy. And Jessica and I actually, we, we moved in. I moved in with her and her mom at just turned 16. Her mom was a single mom, and I needed a place to go. And originally, even at 15, I was living with a friend of mine. And uh, this friend actually started getting real heavy into heroin, and, and I knew I didn't want to go down that road. And so I, Jessica and I started weaning ourselves away from that, and I moved in with her and her mother. And, uh, but at one point, this is in our early teens, we realized if we stick around here and stay with this group, man, we're going to be caught up just like those friends today. I actually got a text a few months ago from that friend. I was sharing this with Rob. That friend who I'm talking about, who I lived with at 15 years old, he's never left home. He's still hooked in heroin. He just got caught the other day with 500 bags of heroin and is in jail right now. Um, but we knew if we didn't want to be down that road, we just we needed to get out of there. We need to just completely get away from that. So Jessica and I together, we moved about an hour away from our hometown um, to another area to where my, my birth dad is. And it was while we were out there, I have an uncle who's a Christian, only Christian in my family. And uh, I always looked up to him. He, you know, not that he was perfect, had everything together, but his life was just not as messy as mine. And man, I just wanted to spend so much time with that guy. He just loved me despite my mess. And I just, I mean, you see that glow of Christ just beaming out of him. I just wanted to be with him. And he started inviting me to church, and Jessica worked on Sundays. And so I got nothing better to do, and he bribed me with breakfast, right? You can't go wrong. That's, that's a good evangelistic tool, you know, for these young guys. Hey, guys, I'll take you out to breakfast. And then it worked on me. But long story short, yeah, I just spent a few months going to church, and I started to realize, because I had never seen the Bible, never even knew what was in the Bible, was, man, guess what? there's a lot more evidence in here than what the world has to say, right? There is so much fact in there, so much historical fact, and it, it just it answers these questions in life we have. And, and honestly, just one night, I just I was riding my bike around town. I said, man, Lord, the evidence is just too great. I cannot deny who you are. And instantly, whoa, man, did my life change. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and then for Jessica, all, all of a sudden, Jessica and I are living together, and I am a new believer. I'm like, oh, man, I know how great this is. I, I want this woman to know this, this as well. And long story short, she started to see the difference in me. I used to have a real short temper, and sometimes I still do. Don't tell anybody. No. And uh, she said, man, what's going on with Jordan? This guy's different. And the Lord worked in her and it changed her life. She started coming to church with me as well. And the Lord brought her right around. It's just so amazing. I mean, really, this is just in a three-month time. It's just amazing how it happened. But, and then all of a sudden, we're, we're only 18 years old this time. So, well, now what do we do, right? New believers, new in the faith. All of a sudden, this thing called conviction starts setting in. You're like, wow. <laughs> right? That's when you know you're saved, right? You're like, wow. 
I never felt guilty about these things before, but now all of a sudden, why does this bother me? Why do I care about pleasing God, right? So long story short, we go, we talk to our, our uh, pastor, say, hey, you know, this is the situation. What do, you, what do you think we should do? He says, well, why don't you guys get married? Says, all right. Well, it sounds like a good idea. And so that's what we did. Three months later, we got married. Jessica was 18, and I was 19. And so that's kind of like the backstory, just kind of how we came to know the Lord. And I was thinking earlier, man, you know, it'd be kind of great. I'm not trying to give ideas. You know, if, if we were able to share, share more testimonies, just kind of see how the Lord's worked in, in our lives. It's really amazing. But so from there, we move on. There's Jessica, 11 years ago. And that's actually Mason. Look at Mason. Your picture's up there as a baby. <laughs> Um, so right away we got married, and 10 months later we had our first child, Mason, and, and so life kind of started off. Jessica became a stay-at-home mom right away, and I, I became a carpenter. I kind of was always a carpenter, worked every summer as a builder, welding, and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but I'm just trying to share our story. How, how did I get to here where I am today? Um, I never did good in school, and carpentry, like, that, I, I just understood Right? I was actually building once, and somebody says, oh, you got a real niche for that. I said, what's a niche? I don't know what that means. He said, oh, you're naturally good at it. I said, oh, good. I'll just keep doing this. <laughs> and uh, so that's how our life started out. I, just, I was a carpenter, and I took building really serious. I, I still don't know how to work on computers. I don't touch them to this day. And I said, man, you know what? I'm going to be the best builder out there. And that was my desire. I worked like a dog, worked nights and weekends, and, and wanted to be the best builder. But while, the, while I'm working, I had this uh, Mexican guy that worked with me. His name is Benjamin. And uh, Benjamin had just had a desire to know who God was. And I just, I love going to work and talking with Benny. And um, he was just an amazing guy. We'd work nine hours a day. And then all of a sudden, uh, not all of a sudden, but at nights he'd go, he'd work for this, his lady, this older lady, his old lady friend, he would say. And he'd work for her. And then he'd work weekends. He also had five kids. And I'd give Benny these Bible verses and say, hey, Benny, read these and let's talk about them tomorrow. And I, every morning he'd come to me. He, this is a whole other story. He'd say, hey, George. He'd call me George. Uh, I read those verses. And I was just like, wow, this is so amazing. And I just loved talking with Benny and, and sharing God's word with him. And all of a sudden, my desire to become the best builder in my town was just kind of fading away. I said, man, you know what gets me excited is going to work and talking to Benny. This, this is what I want to do. I was talking with Dave and Deb early kind of here and there testimony, and I realized, man, I'm trying to build my own kingdom, and that's what they were talking about, too, in their transition into ministry. I said, man, Lord, I don't want to be about building my own kingdom. I want to be about building your kingdom, and so, th- so that's kind of what got things flowing instead of saying, man, Lord, I want to be in a ministry, but I don't know what. I'm not a pastor type. Not that there is a pastor type. I don't know what that is, but I just thought that's not it, and so during this time, I went to our, our pastor and said, man, I know the Lord's leading me somewhere and to do something, but I just don't know what. And so we looked at um, some Bible schools and even like local churches who you can kind of go through their training and, and get a, a Bible degree. Three or four kids of them just did not, they wouldn't work. Uh, I still, Jessica was a mom, we had three or four kids at the time, three kids, so it just wasn't, you know, an option. And so slightly after I kind of said, man, I don't, how's this going to work? This is no lie. <laughs> So we're from Massachusetts, and the Appalachian Trail, I don't know if you guys know it, it's a hiking trail from Georgia to Maine. So this hiking trail, it runs right through our town, about 11 miles of it, and it goes right next to our church. And our, our pastor usually picks up uh, 
hitchhikers like who are using the Appalachian Trail, there's no sense using your energy, you know, getting to the grocery store, getting supplies. And so anyways, my pastor picks up this young couple, and he's just talking to him. He's driving by the church, and he says, hey, you know, I'm just the pastor of this church. And he's just trying to open the door to, to witness to them. And he said, oh, you know what? We're actually missionaries with New Tribes Mission, and we're getting ready to head to Brazil. And they were hiking the Appalachian Trail for their honeymoon. And uh, they said, would you mind if we came and shared at your church? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and so sure enough, a few weeks later, they, they come and share at our church. And they start talking about working cross-culturally, you know, being able to teach with a different culture and, and Bible founda- you know, foundational teaching. But, so, you know, the Lord put in his mind to start talking about, hey, guess what? There's Bible school. It's affordable. It's kid for, like, it, there's a place for your child care for your kids. My point is, all those big hang-ups we had, like the Lord just answered those. And, and just seeing how that all happened, I said, man, there's just no way that's not from the Lord. And from that moment, I said, man, that, that's what we're doing. And, uh, and that's what we did. It, just, it took a year for us to kind of liquidate our stuff and to get ready and con- to convince Jessica. But <laughs> no, she, she hopped on board pretty fast, too. But that's kind of how we heard. And so here's just kind of a picture of us. I can't do the math right now, but seven years ago when we sold all our stuff, and we're heading over to Wisconsin to go to Bible school. Um, man, that was a big change for us, going to Wisconsin, going to Bible school. Like I said, I grew up in a dysfunctional family. It wasn't like we took family trips and went to the Bahamas or went to Florida. I had never been three hours away from my home. <laughs> like, never left. And it was a big deal. And, um, yeah, I just remember getting there. I remember a few months in, Jessica's like, oh, I'm a little homesick. I said, you know what? <laughs> I haven't even thought about it. This is so amazing. Yeah, God is good. But while we were there, you know, I had some Bible knowledge, but very limited, right? Um, man, God just taught us so much. And as we were reading earlier, kind of talk about this foundation. Um, I'm a builder. I like to speak in builder terms, right? Each trade kind of has its own view of tolerance, right? A, a, a concrete guy... A mason, their view of tolerance is like, oh, it's within an inch, it's within two inches, that's good enough, right? <laughs> a framer, if I'm offending anybody, I'm sorry. This is just general, right? <laughs> you know, a framer say, oh, it's within a half inch, that's okay. And a, a trim guy's like, no, man, it's got to be within a 30-second, you know? It's got to be right on. Because, and we, we know, I mean, I'll mess, I'm already messing it up, but it doesn't matter. You guys are gracious, but. My point is, is if you st- the foundation is the most important, right? You have to start off well. If that foundation is two inches off out of square and you start just, you know what, I know that concrete guy, he's a good concrete guy, I'm not going to check it, see if it's square, and I'm just going to start building off it, and all of a sudden you get up there and start building, and you start laying your flooring, and whoa, wait, I got a three-inch gap over here and one-inch gap over there. Oh, man, it really messes with the rest of it, right? And the foundation is so important. And as we go into Bible school, we had the foundation, and we start learning more deeper things about God's word. But it was during that time I started learning, you know, as you get into the epistles and later on in scripture, you start saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. This foundation is so important. If you don't get that right, everything is messed up. And so I just kind of want to go into it a little bit. And this is what, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, right? And Gary read it earlier. And this is our foundation, right? This is what sets us apart 
from every other religion in the world. It's not highlighted up there, but the main the point, point is, is our foundation, right, is that Christ died, it's Christ alone, right, that he died, that he was buried, that he raised, and that he, that eyewitnesses, that people have seen him, right? I get these, I'm getting this all messed up, but it's supposed to be highlighted up there. But my point is, is our foundation is in Christ, and Christ alone, and what he has done. And if we get that off just a little bit, it affects the rest of it. It affects how we read the rest of God's word. If we start adding anything into that, it just gets us off. And that's what I, like if Rob's starting to get to know me, man, I take that so serious. And that's what's, I just see it under attack today. You say, guess what? The gospel is easy. It's simple. We know it. You know, I've heard that before. Yeah, lock it in. Don't forget it. It's what Christ has done, and we're resting in him. I think Gary used that word earlier, resting in him. That is so important. We are resting and trusting in what Christ has done in him alone. And the rest of the world, like, that's what they're doing. They're taking some of that and saying, oh, yeah, that's good, too. But let me add a little bit of merit in there. Let me add a little bit of good works in there. And if you start adding a little bit of anything, it's not the gospel. So moving on from there. So we went to Bible school. And we have two options if we want to continue in training. Um, there's a mission training center in Roach, Missouri, and there's the one here in Durham. And we're from Massachusetts, so the training center in Durham is only 10 hours, and Missouri's 18 hours. And along with many other things, it just made sense for us to come up to Durham. It's just, it was closer, and it was actually cheaper, and it was faster. And so that was kind of our driving force to, um, to come to Durham. But it's just amazing to see how how God uses our choices to lead us. Because it was during this time that we come into Canada and our work and our studying in, in Durham that Ethnos Canada starts saying, guess what? We're, we're wanting to work in the North with First Nations and Inuit people. And uh, as we start kind of hearing about the history and the, just the realities of what is going on in the North, we just started saying, man, guess what? Lord, we know our past. We, we've known we can relate with those types of things and said, man, Lord, I really see you uh, pushing us that way. And even just like as talking about the Bible school, how important foundational understanding is in the North, it's not like God's word has not been taught, right? But a good, solid foundation has not been shared. And I don't want to say that's everywhere. I have been to some Native churches that are very well, but just generally, a good foundation has not been laid. I kind of went into how they were affected. And these are just some of the realities and um, just some of the things that caught us and said, man, we know that lifestyle, right? In these northern reserves, you have uh, tremendous poverty, substance abuse, sexual abuse, child neglect, and the highest suicide rates in the world. We personally know what understanding the gospel, getting that firm foundation has done in our lives, right? That's what brought me here. This is what changed my life. That's what stopped me from being just like my friend Tim, who's still hooked on heroin. And uh, that's, man, that's just our driving fact. Man, we, we want to go there and help to sh- share God's word. Um, and so now I'm kind of just going to transition. Um, you guys, most of you guys heard uh, Tim and Ken speak about a year ago and kind of just how First Story unraveled and our desires and plans but I kind of just want to share with you guys what have we been doing since then. And so we've just, 
as you guys probably know, like getting involved, getting into a native reserve is not easy, right? It's really tricky. Each reserve is its own country. It's its own sovereign nation. We need to be, you know, um, invited into that. And so we've just been trying to build different relationships in different communities and saying, okay, Lord, where, where's an open door? Where might you have us to be able to serve and to work? And so this is just some trip uh, that actually Mason came with me as well. We went up to Moose Factory. Moose Factory has a great, a solid native church there. We're just trying to plug in with them. How can we work with you guys and you guys can help advocate for us into other communities? This is this little kid, Mo. I wish I was still with him. To, oh, he's just a cute kid. I'll just share quickly, this is another friend of mine, but just kind of how God works. God has created, this is something I'm learning and have learned, God has created us all different, right? All different abilities, different gifts, and we've all, God's allowed us to all go through different things in our lives. And I've shared with you guys kind of our history and the things we've gone through. So we're out in the Thunder Bay area, and I meet this guy, and we start talking, and and he says, hey, let's go out fishing. And uh, I say, all right, let's do that. And so this is like a Saturday, and we were going to go out fishing um, Monday morning. But Sunday night, he calls me and says, hey, let's go out fishing. Let's go check it out before we go out. I said, all right, let's go do this, John boy. And uh, so anyways, we go out, and the whole time we're out there fishing, he's just he's drinking away, drinking away. And he just keeps trying to get me a drink. And I say, John boy, you know, I don't, I don't want to tell him, oh, I'm a Christian or who I am or what we're doing. I'm just trying to lay low and just listen to him. And he, he keeps trying to get me to drink, and, and I say no, and finally he's just looking off kind of into the woods, into like the sunset, and he says, let me ask you something. I said, yeah, go ahead. He says, are you a Christian? I said, yeah, John Boy, I am. He says, I cried out to God two weeks ago. I said, if you're real, would you show me your people? I said, oh, man, Lord, I just started bawling. I literally I sat down and started bawling. Like, what do you do? Um, and it's been a rocky, there's a lot more to this story, and it gets rocky. And, but my whole point is, man, God has created each of us with different gifts, different abilities, different personalities. And just don't be afraid to use those and to even talk about the hard things you've been through. Um, here's a picture of Jessica and I. This is actually two years ago, but we were up in uh, northern Nunavik. And I'll just say it. So it's a community called Pavangnituk. You guys want to repeat that? <laughs> um, so... This is kind of where it's located in northern Nunavik, that circle area up there. And so as we've been visiting different communities, um, this is where we're kind of seeing there's an open door into a community. So uh, there's another mission organization that works in the north called NCEM, Northern Canada Evangelical Mission. And they have a missionary lady who's been up there 34 years by herself. And she's actually ready to start phasing out. And so we went and visited her two years ago to see if that was a place where we might be able to plug in. And uh, it seems like that is, that's happening. And so our trip in March, um, that's where we're going. We'll be there for the whole month of March. And she's going to, Lord willing, introduce us to key people. And our whole goal is to be able to get their permission where that, that, so that we can uh, move in there this late June or July. And so this is, this is where we're headed. This is our direction. And who knows, right? This is, we're just trusting the Lord and saying, man, Lord, you've led us this far. We can see it clear. And it seems like this is an option, and this is what you want, and we're just going to push forward. Um, so I do have a quick little video just to kind of show you guys of what life looks like in, uh, in Pavangnituk. Kind of gives you a little bit better idea. 
Um, yeah, just, so in northern Nunavik, there's 14 communities. Uh, this community is, like, is a, a bigger community. There's a, a really good hospital there. And this community has about 1,700 people. Some of the other ones range from almost 300 to 1,000. So this is kind of a, it is a little bit bigger. It has a good maternity ward. So even uh, expecting mothers from other communities will come in and stay there for quite a while. So we really see it as a good way for us to reach out into other communities. Um, in Nunavik and even Nunavut, um, their first language is Inuktitut. That's what they'll speak at home. That's what they go to school and speak. So it's definitely, it's a language that we'll have to learn. In northern Canada, there's four dialects of Inuktitut. There's one Bible translation of Inuktitut, and it's in the Baffin Island dialect, right? That's, that's right here in Canada that we don't, that God's word has not even been finished for, for them to read, right? And uh, yeah, the more you learn about the situations really going on up north, it, it is the forgotten north, it really is. Um, there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, Kind of move forward. I showed you guys, oh, it's not there. I showed you guys this picture earlier. And this is us selling our stuff, getting ready to go to Bible school. At the time, like I said, originally Ethnos worked in Africa, Latin America, Asia Pacific. We were scared, had no idea what we were doing, no idea where we were going, just willing to go. I don't know, if you look in that picture, you see it on the side of the U-Haul, if you guys notice anything there. There's an Anukshuk, right? And if you look a little bit closer, what's this say? It, where will you go next? Venture across Canada, <laughs> right? Oh man, this is what I've learned since day one, right? The biggest, the scariest step was us just going to Bible school. But what I've learned since then, like, man, you can trust God. You can. <laughs> Right? I remember when we first met those missionaries who came off the Appalachian Trail and said, yeah, that, that works for you guys, not for us. You know how messed up I am? <laughs> no, 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 no. God's just looking for willing people. And uh, man, I, I was talking to Dwayne about uh, just showing, God showing signs and like reaffirming what you're doing. And I was actually staring at a church and I was just showing this picture, um, just talking about our transition. But I had no idea what was even on there. And I'm sharing and I look and I say, honey, do you see that? <laughs> So yeah, I knew that was there. Of course she knew, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, we've, we've just been blown away just by God kind of reaffirming what we're doing. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're really excited. And we appreciate you guys just allowing us to share and to share our testimony and our story. And I just hope it encourages you guys. Thanks again.